All right, we're on page 184, starting on last day. The day is warm and the world begins again. I think of Gull no nosing the ground, grateful to find tender grass appearing at her feet. After spring, Ganwar says, comes the time called summer and no school and sun strong as a young man. He says, Lou may not leave until summer ends, but I close my ears to his words. The last day of school, Miss Hernandez and Mr. Franklin put our desks into a circle. Miss Hernandez stands in the middle. Here comes a speech, she says. We all groan. That noise is the same in all languages. She laughs. I promise it'll be a very short speech. I just want you to know that I'm very proud of all of you. You have learned much and come far this year. She makes a funny sound in her throat, but I do not think she has a cold. Like so many immigrants before you, I know you'll help make this country a better, stronger place. She wipes her eyes. Okay, speech over. Mr. Franklin brings over a big box and places it on a desk. Inside is a cake, an amazing long cake. It, I wonder if maybe it's the biggest cake in the world. Ta-da, he says. In the middle of the cake is a green lady with her arm in the air. She's holding a green candle. Anybody recognize this old gal? Mr. Franklin asks. That's the Statue of Liberty, everyone yells at once. Why is she falling over, Jaime asks. Hey, I'm a teacher, not a baker, says Mr. Franklin. Maybe she's tired, Miss Hernandez suggests. She has a big job, after all. Why does she have a dog, Pedro asks. Mr. Franklin sighs loudly. That isn't a dog. It's a cow. It's supposed to be gull, he shrugs. I thought it would be a nice touch. I look away. I still haven't told anyone at school that Gull would be gone soon. There are words all over the cake in green letters, many words and squiggles. Before we eat, Miss Hernandez says we read. Everyone groans again, but she holds a finger to her lips, and you know that means business. Mr. Franklin lights the candle, and Miss Hernandez makes her voice extra soft so that we will pay attention. That is a trick teachers like to use. These are important words, she says. They mean that this is your country now and forever. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless, tempest toss to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. The candle glows in the green lady's hand, but I don't understand all the words, but somehow I know they're strong and fine. I wonder if someday it will feel like they are meant for me, too. And then we eat the cake, all of it, except gull. Summer. I would not be truthful if I said that winter is my favorite time. Winter is wet and heavy work. True, I learned to make snowballs like perfect moons and to catch a snowflake on my tongue, but I grew wary of looking for missing gloves. After such a winter, summer comes like a present with a bow. Summer is ice cream and skateboards and sweet grass under your free toes. And just as Dave promised, the not-dead trees had been teasing me. Their leaves stop hiding, and over my head they weave a cool roof of green. Ganmar says that the farm will have its new owner at the end of summer. Lou can stay till fall, and then they will tear down the buildings. Lou is sad, he says. She misses me. I say he can tell Lou and Gull that I miss them, but I will not be coming back. Hannah tries to make to take my mind off the farm. She knows all the secret summer things. We take the bus to a swimming hole shaped like a giant brick. 
It's filled with blue water and laughing children. First hot sun is on your skin, then you jump in. For a while, you are a fish in a warm, pretending lake. She takes me to the library, too, like the one at school, only with enough books for the whole world to read. They give me a card with my name on it and let me look at book after book. The library workers don't even know me, and yet they promise I can take books home. I, to be trusted with such precious gifts is a great honor. My father would have sung me a song of pride to see his son so trusted. Hannah helps me find books with pictures of Africa. They don't seem real, these flat colors smooth to my fingers. They make me happy, but also sad. I see a picture of a woman, tall, with strong arms and sunny eyes, and for a moment, a crazy moment, I think it might be my mother. She's like her, I say to Hannah, but not. She's very beautiful, Hannah says. I'm starting to not remember, I whisper. Sometimes I can't see her face in my mind. Only when I'm asleep now is she real. I know, Hannah says. It's the same for me too. The words steal her smile away like clouds over sun. On the library table is paper in little pieces in a box and a cup filled with short yellow pencils. I give a pencil to Hannah. You can still send a letter to her, I say. I wait, she doesn't speak. I say, you can, but I cannot. Hannah lets air out slowly from her mouth. She looks at me with her leave me alone face, but she takes the pencil. It's a very small paper, I say. It can be a very short letter. She chews on the pencil. She twirls her hair around her finger. She makes another face at me. But when she starts to write, she can't stop. She fills paper after paper with words. At last, she's done. There, she says, happy? I smile. Yes, now we'll go mail it. Fine. She makes another sighing noise, and then I'll whip your butt at basketball. I don't mind that so much. She's mad, but it's a good kind of mad. Besides, she always beats me at basketball. More bad news. One hot day, Dave comes by to see how we are doing. Hannah and I are in the parking lot. She's teaching me how to skateboard. I have many hard places on my knees and elbows and a hat like a round ball on my head. This is good because I fall down every time. I try to stand on the skateboard. Hannah is trying not to laugh. I'm trying not to fall. Looking good, buddy, Dave says, but he is just being kind. Why don't you take a break for a minute? I've got some things to talk over with you. I talked to Lou yesterday. We sit on a bench in front of the apartment. Hannah comes too. So you know about the farm, I say. I take off my round extra head and give it to Hannah. I'm sorry, Dave says. I know you liked working there. I'll try to find you another place to help out. Another place won't have gull, I say. Listen, buddy, Dave says. I'm afraid I've got some more news. I heard from Diane. They tracked down the people who made it to the, to the two refugee camps we told you about. Something grabs my throat and tries to steal the air away. None of them was your mom, Keck. I look away. Nearby, a crow flaps his great black wings to chase away a sparrow. Hannah pats my back. There's still hope, though, right? She asks. Dave clears his throat. There's another small refugee camp about 80 miles south. We're checking out that one. I nod. Remember how your aunt told me you're an optimist, Keck? Dave says. I need you to stay strong. 
In my pocket, I feel the soft blue and yellow fabric I have carried for so long. I remember something Yanwar said to me. Thank you for helping, Dave, I say. But what I'm thinking is that a man knows when he's defeated. Sleep Story I'm in our tent at the camp, and all around me, children and women sleep. We are too crowded to lie down. We sleep on each other, legs and arms twined. There is moaning and snoring and muttering and drooling, but it's a kind of uneasy peace. I'm not so hungry tonight. Rain came in bags from the helping people today. Mosquitoes buzz at the tent flaps, louder and louder still. And then I know it is the drone of a flying boat. The gunfire is almost gentle at first, pop, pop, pop. And then it gets closer and the world goes crazy with fear. Children scream, mothers sob, men threaten. A fire is burning somewhere close. My mother takes my hand firm, sure. Come, my child, she says, as if we are going for a walk to look at the moon. We run from the tent, pretending a safe place lies just a few steps away. My mother falls, her dress caught on a bush. And then the gunfire comes harder, flying toward us like hot little stars. Run, Keck, my mother screams. Run now. I kneel beside her. I can't leave you, I say. Or I think I say. For my voice is swallowed by the roaring night. My legs hurt. I can't run. You hide in the trees. You can get help for me when it's safe. Go, now. I start to run and I don't know that I'm clutching her dress and a tiny piece rips free. And I run and the trees are waiting and the men come with their knives and their guns and their mysterious hate. I wait with other children. I hold a little child and cover her mouth when she tries to cry. Dawn comes, silence comes. Blood and death are everywhere. And my mother is gone.